It's the lowdown on Sports 1440. Twang Tuesday. Oh my, Blue Rodeo. So good. I could listen to them. I have at times in my life. Just done a Blue Rodeo weekend at home. It hurt to fade that one down a little bit. Uh, I would have listened to the whole song and just taken the repercussions later. And I love, love, love the harmonies too. Uh, last hour, we, we had Lindsey Rowley on from Valley uh, Sports Tennessee. We also had A.J. Keller on from CFCW uh, talking about Big Brothers and Big Sisters Game Changers. And that was our In the Community report brought to you by United Sport and Cycle, where you can save up to 35%. United Sport and Cycle, your home of hockey for over 95 years. Also want to tell you that it's October once again for Operation Friendship Seniors Society. Goal is to collect 10,000 pairs of new warm winter socks for low-income and homeless seniors uh, all this month. Drop off your donations at Sports 1440 Lobby in West Edmonton Mall during business hours or go to sports1440.ca for more info and other drop-off locations. We're in the community. Brought to you by United Sport and Cycle. So I've got a couple of things here in terms of NHL rumors, and then you've sent in some texts, and then we'll have Daniel News and Bowman at one twenty, right? So we'll take a break at one fifteen. Making sure my clock management is better than Andy Reid's here is what I'm doing. The Detroit Red Wings last night, healthy scratch Jeff Petrie. And we know Jeff Petrie from his time in Edmonton. And he was a player that was drafted in Ought five. How old were you in 2005? I uh, would have been seven, seven okay. or eight. All right. So eight. that was a long time ago. 19 years, something like that. 18, 17, somewhere in there. And he made the NHL maybe five years later and has been a productive player since. I was mad as hell at the Oilers for trading him. They ended up having to trade Adam Larson to replace him. And, but they got McDavid. So what are you going to do when you live in a shoe? The answer is move to a boot because it has more soul, but that's not the point right now. Petrie healthy scratched. He's making good coin. I just wonder about a guy like Jeff Petrie. You know, if you're if you're at the deadline and you're reasonably happy with your roster and you just like a little more, and I'm not talking about necessarily the Oilers because the Oilers have seven guys they like. And there's another year on Petrie's contract. At 6.2. But if they were to eat half of it, I don't know. You'd have to play better, I guess. But I, I, I like Jeff Petrie. I hope he lasts in the league for a few a few more years. Anthony Mantha, healthy scratch by Washington Capitals. He's had an up and down time, right? That trade that they made, both guys kind of went derailed a little bit anyway. Alex Goligoski for Minnesota. Scott Mayfield, the auditors are out tonight with injuries. And Victor Olofsson will be replaced by Tyson Yost in the Buffalo lineup. So there you go. A few things. Not a lot of rumors right now, but there was a trade today. Which I'm all. I, I, do you get excited about trade? I always. I don't care what it is. I, I get excited, even if it's like I'll trade you the 26 overall for 32 and 50. I go, oh my god, what does that mean? And then I'll pretend I know what it means. 
Do you get excited about that kind of thing, Declan? Yeah, I love trades. I mean, like, I, like trades in the NBA are generally the ones, like, they do it the biggest. So those ones oh, yeah. are always easy to get excited about. But I mean, any trade in, in any sport, really, like, I like the shakeup. I like to see, like, what draft positions are getting swapped. I think it's cool. I think it's good for the sport. Yeah, well, you'll see a couple, at least two for the deadline for the orders. That's my belief. Anyway, the Canucks today, they traded uh, Jack Rathbone, pretty nice defenseman, puck-moving defenseman, not big and certainly one-dimensional, but they trade him and Carl Plasic to Pittsburgh for defenseman Mark Friedman and forward Ty Glover. For me, the key guy in that trade is Rathbone, and I mentioned earlier that I think that I think that trade could end up being way better for Pittsburgh because I believe they got the best player in the deal. Conor McDavid yesterday said he liked Nickelback, sending the world, specifically Canada, into a tizzy. I don't know why. You know, do you have? Are there any outrageous, non-cool? I remember when I was a kid, I I liked John Denver. I bought his records, and I remember people would raise eyebrows. But I didn't care. I love John Denver. Do you have anybody like that that's so, like, square and makes your cool points go down? Yeah, like if someone, like for me personally or if yeah. someone I know likes them? No, if you personally have something. Oh, my taste is all pretty good, but I guess, the I mean, it's all, music is so subjective. Like, I'm into some, some what others would classify as mumble rappers that I think they wouldn't be a fan of. And they may, that might drag my stock down in some other people's eyes. But, like, listen, I'm happy with everything I do. I have no shame. No, I, I just, I mean, let me rephrase, because I think you're missing my point. And okay. it's probably me not explaining it correctly. So, as an example, let's say that you, do you have any really, like, edgy, cool friends at all? Yeah. Okay. So, let's say you're with your edgy, cool friends. Where do you hang out? Biker bar? Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we hang out at biker Your bars. edgy, cool friends are hanging out with the at the biker bar. And are there any spliffs or edibles or anything going on? Not for me. Ever. Okay. Uh, and, and there's like broken glass and you can hear the sounds of screaming in the distance. A lot of broken pool keys sure. as well. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's blood, but nobody wants to talk about it. And you say in that scene, in that moment, and you're sitting on a chair that was built in the 1870s and hasn't been cleaned since, and it's kind of a rumpus room, highway, garbage pit, and you're with these people, and you say, hey, you know who I like is Celine Dion? Who's that person for you? Mine would be... It's a good question. I think it would probably be... Ooh, I'm really on the spot here. I'm trying not to make bad radio. I'm trying to think about it. Mine would probably be some of the Jonas Brothers. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. It was worth it. That feels so good. We dug it out of me, but I think See, I came up with the right answer. This is what makes you great. Is Thank you. You've got Mrs. Andrews. And then you did that whole thing about wonky fall periods of three different ones or you whatever yesterday. <laughs> and then the poll today is the Jonas Brothers, which makes you so uncool. You're cool. I don't know how you do this. It's magic. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. It's a skill set. We, I, me and my uh, girlfriend, we just watched, we rewatched Camp Rock the other night uh, um, to, yeah. to like make fun of it. And I'm telling you, man, there were some songs in there that, that, that I would play in the car by myself. It's it, the thing about pop music is, 
it's catchy. It's like that uh, Moffat song, Doo Wop or whatever it was called. I, I mean, I hate saying I like it, but I love that song. You know, mm, bought by Hanson. That's it, Hanson. What did I say? <laughs> like wo- Wooly or something? I don't know. <laughs> something that was not correct. Tony DeFranco, Heartbeat. It's a love beat. Stuff like that. You're like, what? But it was a hit, and you liked it. And and I remember buying a 45 of the 1910 Fruit Gun Company. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I got love in my tummy. I mean, that is not a great song, but I loved it. And you pull the Jonas Brothers. And those guys are all... Now, did they get into... What What did they become? They were... Did they become missionaries? I'm not sure what they did with their lives. I don't think they became missionaries. I think they all just kind of cashed out when they weren't, you know, okay. catering to 12-year-old... Good humanitarians anymore. all. Yeah. Sure. sure. I don't follow them. I don't know. But that sounds right. They seem like good guys. Yeah. My favorite Jonas, though? My favorite Jonas? Jonas Donskoy. Just want to throw oh, that out there. I love him. Oh, Thought well, his game was incredible. Uh, see, this is why you should have the show. Let him get 52 be, goals in NHL know, 20. Excuse me, car. I, uh, sorry, I, I, I hit your car. I could be the car parker. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles have signed Julio, Julio Jones. I don't know why. We're doing good. There, was there a need or we just wanted a, a guy? Really no need as far as I'm concerned. I don't think he fills any holes. I think he's a very clear third receiver on that team. Yeah, I don't think any you. of Yeah, I don't no. think any of Jalen Hurts' passing woes, if you even want to call him that, stem from his receivers or the or the, the matchup. I mean, he's at this point in his career a worse AJ Brown. AJ Brown has the size, yeah, he right. can catch the ball in traffic. Julio has great a career as he had, just isn't really necessary for this team anymore. So I don't know. Maybe Julio's chasing a ring, they want to get him one. Credit got, to him if that's the case, but Smith Brown and then check down to Goddard, right? Yep. Because he's a big man who can, you know, wheel a little bit. He can. He 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 actually. It's funny you mentioned wheel because he runs really good, really good wheel routes when he lines up as the slot tight end. Well, that's how smart I am. I mm-hmm. have no idea what you're talking about. Um, okay, what have we got here? For me, Abba. Well, we will always read those. If the goaltending doesn't straighten out, there'll be changes. What kind of changes are you talking about? Players or coaches? It's the coach. Then that's lackluster from Sean. It'll be, they're not going to waste time on Jack Campbell this year. They'll find a way. I don't know if it'll be trade or he gets put on the IR or whatever. They're, they're, they're loaded for a long trip. This is, this is, they're not, they're not going to lose this by Halloween. Nah. No way. I don't think there'll be changes because I don't think they'll need changes, but they're not going to lose this by Halloween. Jost, not Yost. Vase, not Vaz. Jim Neighbors. Wow. <laughs> That's a pull. I don't know what it is, but I don't know what we were talking about, but good job. Mr. Tide, is the owners per PK a result of personnel or the system? Always the system is what the smart people tell me. Always the system. Without a doubt, that's what they tell me. So I'm going to go with that. Listen, are you, are you at some kind of answer thing for a pizza joint? What's going on that people are calling you? No, like, yeah, we, sometimes we get calls in here, and of course I want to take it, you know, see, see what's happening, see, you know, maybe it's worst case scenario, it's engineering and we're off the air or something, so they're calling the studio hotline, so I think that's kind of where my mind always goes when I, when I, when I take the phone, but listen, sometimes someone may have an opinion or a thought so good that they have to take over my little segment so talk. So, if, if I somebody that. called 833-401-1440 and they said, I'd like to go on the air, and they said, I've got a great take, and they told you a little bit about it, would you put them on the air? I would not. But I, I would come to you after the show and I would say, hey, 
this guy had a really good take on the phone. He wanted to go on the air. I didn't do it. Maybe maybe we could open the phone lines tomorrow. Right. That's what I would say. Okay. Because I, if, if somebody's got like a real, not just like, you know, low tide, you're old, retire, because I've heard that so much, really from the people I work with. So, but if it's something that's really good, we would put it on the air. Yeah. Like if Elliot Friedman calls and he wants to chat a little bit, I'm not going to turn him down. Just say, you know, if Elliot Friedman calls, just say, hold on, Bob's here and we'll get right on. <laughs> okay. Be I fine. can do that. Uh, low tide. How often back in the day did Messier play with Gretzky? Well, I'll tell you a little story. Uh, gather around, kids. Uh, it's time for story time. Um, or you could just play that old man is talking thing. So the Oilers won the Stanley Cup the first time in May, I'm sure, of 84. I know it was 84, and I believe it was May. Maybe five months earlier, six months earlier, Mark Messier moved to center. Before that, he would have played a little bit with with Gretzky at even strength, although you would have had hmm, Semenko, you would have had Callaghan playing left wing, Tikkanen, 484, I don't know, I don't think so. Maybe, I'd have to look it up. But guys, crucial Niski. But he would have played a little bit. But it's not really fair, and I'm going to tell you why. Because... Slats had pairs. The pairs were Gretzky Curry, Messier Anderson when, when Messier moved to center. And then it was, it was established law. It was the law of Toyland. It wasn't some stupid rule. It was the law of Toyland that they would play together, those two. And sometimes, you know, um, Kent Nilsson ended up being a very famous winger in 87 with Messier and Anderson, but Norm Lacombe played, uh, very well on that, on that line for a time as well. So. Yeah. I would say not often, but not at all after 84. Hey, Ty, Julio Jones to the Eagles fly, Eagles fly. No, I just don't understand it. Barry Manilow. Why are we coming? Is, is somebody doing, is Bob, no, Bob's not on. Who's doing a trivia thing about old singers like Manilow and Jim Neighbors? No, it was when you were talking about who would you be embarrassed to tell your cool friend in the biker bar about? Who would be afraid of talking about Jim Neighbors or Barry Manilow? Barry Manilow is pretty great. I would never, I would never hide my fan for that guy. But no, you know, I could, I could see it. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Barry Manilow is like. I don't think you should be embarrassed about him. So what? You like him? Have you ever seen the the Will and Grace episode of Fanilow? No, I've never seen. A oh my god. That. I just, I'm watching sports. I just, I I howl every time. I have to stop what I'm doing when Fanalo comes on. Better him than me. Better him than me. So good. With 27, and this is from Shane, with 97 and 29 playing together, does this open up more ice time for the team or more ice time for 97 and 29? Well, I, I explained this in the first hour, but... You know, I mean, people are busy. Maybe they didn't hear it. I'll explain it again. So McDavid Dreisaitl together over the last two years at five on five have played 762 minutes. Their goal share is 56%. Their goals per 60 is 3.86. That's a monster number. It really 3.86 in that number of minutes over two years. They're, they're rocking in the free world. They're cheetah chrome. They are absolute stellar. They're the goods. They're top drawer. 
They're dynamite. They're it. McDavid solo, a little, just a hair better, 57% goal share, but falls off 0.7 goals for 60 from 386 to 3.17. So if you're the coach, you're like, well, I don't lose any goal share, and I increase the chances that they're going to score in this game early. I would do it. Now, the problem is fans don't like that because they worry about the Nuge line being the second line. Historically, last two years, the Nuge line and all the other lines that don't include McDavid and Dreisaitl at 5-on-5 score way less, 2.27 goals per 60, but a 49% goal share, so they're not getting killed. All right, I've gone long, and we've got Daniel Nuge and Bowman on the way from The Athletic. Loving today, loving your your text that you're sending in. Keep them coming. Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick. Hang it out until 2 o'clock today when our friend Jason Greger joins us. Now joined by our friend Daniel Nugent Bowman from The Athletic. Daniel, I loved your article today, uh, how the NHL salary cap is squeezing teams out uh, and forcing players out of jobs. I, you, you mentioned Adam Ernie at the start, and, and it's, I don't think it's going to get better, although the salary cap will increase and probably it will a little bit, but the, 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 what we used to call maybe the, the, the middle six forwards and maybe the bottom pairing guys and the backup goaltenders are, as you said, getting squeezed out, it's not even a matter of, of getting a, a, a one year instead of a two year. In some cases, they're not, they're getting a PTO and that's it. Yeah. And, and Al, you mentioned Adam Ernie, like he's a lucky one. Like he got a job. He, he did have to wait a few days into the, <clears throat> into the start of the season and cost them, you know, whatever, a little bit of money. And, and, uh, as I learned and I reported in the piece about pensions, like they cost them. Uh, a little bit of, of time that, that could be accrued toward a pension, but it's very small fries. It's one one game in a few days. But he's lucky. Like I said, he got a job. There are lots of guys that normally would be on NHL contract or in the NHL rather that didn't. And, and if you want to look at the Oilers, <clears throat> the most prominent case is Raphael Lavoie. Like and Ken Holland said this to me on the record and other pieces, and, and I mentioned it in the story that you know if the Oilers had been able to carry thirteen or fourteen forwards, what Raphael Lavoie is on this team. And his salary, you know, uh, is is almost eight hundred seventy-five thousand dollars in in the NHL. It's seventy thousand in in um, in the AHL. I mean, that's a substantial, um, you know, substantial loss in in compensation. Uh, not to mention the fact he's not in the NHL doing what he loves and, and accruing time toward a pension. Although he's very young, and, and that's probably the least of his concerns right now. Um, yeah, it, it's affecting a lot of guys. There. Uh, 29 um, uh, lost jobs uh, in terms of um, because teams didn't carry uh, all the teams in the league didn't carry 23 men rosters and then the Oilers are certainly one of them. They started the year for the second consecutive year at, at 21 guys and uh, they didn't have the as glaring a um, uh, uh, an example of, of you know last year having to put Matthias Weyenmark, a, a proven NHL player, a longtime NHL player, on waivers, and he had to start in the AHL because of this. But it, 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 in, in this particular case, cost uh, Ernie a little bit of time because of the injury to Nina Linen, and it also um, prevented a guy like Raphael Lavoie from, from finally starting his NHL career. Daniel, the last 
several days for me have been an experience in, you know, arguing the chicken or the egg because uh, Oilers fans are mad at the goaltending because there's a 750 save percentage, but they're also mad at the defense because the the chances that are being given up are are 10 bell and a little better than that. And so the the solution obviously is tighter defense and better goaltending. Do you think the road trip is, is, might be beneficial here? I didn't see a lot of nerves, but you know, uh, maybe maybe that was part of the problem. I, I think the road trip is beneficial in the sense of the opponents that they're playing, and and I say that because you know we all know any team can beat any other team in the NHL on, on any given night. But they always have had a lot of success against Nashville in the last you know few years uh, with Leon Dreisaitl, especially, and, and Connor McDavid to a slightly lesser degree, really racking up the points. But they've really dominated Nashville um, and, and Philadelphia. Uh, by uh, many accounts, it should be a bottom five uh, team in the league this year. And, and that's not to say they can't play the others tough because John Tortorella teams generally uh, do play opponents pretty tough. But they should be two games uh, especially for a cup contending team that they should win. Um, now, having said that, I mean, we, you know, I mentioned, you know, especially McDavid and Drysdale, that's offense. This team needs to be better defensively. Like there's no, uh, there's no mincing words on that. Uh, you're right. There's the goaltending. No team can win with 750 goaltending. It's two games. I don't know how many goals you really look at and say blatantly that that's the goaltender's fault. You know, you do need some saves. It's the NHL. You know, you're, the goaltender's supposed to stop uh, a few chances here and there that uh, are clear cut, or, or maybe that that he typically shouldn't. But the chances, to your point, Al, have been have been not great. I mean, the Vancouver the Vancouver game, the first one anyway, was uh, was an absolute disaster in, in all senses of. Of the the term or the word for for everyone on the team, uh, but look at Stuart Skinner's work on Saturday, and you know there's two tips with with no clearing out the net front, uh, a two on zero, which there are both three or four guys that you could point to uh, as, as as three. I mean Warren Fogel and the two defensemen Nurse and Cece that played a part in creating that that two on zero, and then yeah maybe you'd like to see him stop uh, Sam Lafferty's goal at the beginning of the third. But he did get around at home for a clear chance. So, um, yeah, Stuart Skinner kind of pointed to it after the game, saying that um, he, he was actually pretty pleased with his performance. And uh, I don't think – I think that's a good mindset for him to have, not to get too down on himself and, and to – you know, I think that's pretty truthful. But you do want him to make a few more saves too. The the nuclear option being brought out tonight, uh, McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Patrick Kane – I'm sorry, Evander Kane being the, the, the top line. I'll get it. Don't worry. It's only yeah, been yeah, – it's only been two years, Daniel. Uh, and and it, it, like it's an impact line. They The last two years, they've scored 3.86 goals per 60 at 5-on-5. Five five. There's no doubt that, that the, when Dreisaitl and McDavid are together, good things happen. The worry – uh, is what happens when they leave the ice. Nashville might be a good team to do it for because is you know they've got some veterans uh, marbled through the roster, but they're they're not exactly coming at you with a second line that that you're going to be afraid of. Yeah, and I think it's twofold, right? Like it's getting McDavid and Drysaddle going a little bit. Like they have the, you know the team has one five on five goal through two games. That's not good enough. Um, and Nashville, you know, they both have had a, had a lot of success. I see. I see Jay Woodcroft's like reasoning here. Um, it's really interesting to me that, and, and I should say first that we all know, everyone knows this isn't 
the recipe for long-term success. I mean, they did it in the playoffs. They had a little, it's kind of the break a glass in case of emergency uh, situation. Um, but I'm intrigued to watch uh, the other two lines in, in the top nine, particularly this line with uh, Dylan Holloway, um, Ryan McLeod, and now Connor Brown. And I, when I spoke to Connor Brown a bit this morning, and he's actually looking forward to being on this line because it gives him um, a few more chances to kind of touch the puck and be a bit more of an offensive type guy rather than, you know, when he's playing with McDavid and Kane, he's more of the puck retrieval guy, the energy guy, that type of player. Versus now he's, he's probably the most, or he certainly is the most offensively um, advanced guy on that line. I mean, this is a guy that's uh, scored 20 and, and have to double check, maybe even 30 goals, uh, at least prorated uh, that, that, um, that uh, 56 game year. So he's got some offensive chops and, and this is a guy you know, really trying to come back uh, from a, from a long-term injury, missed almost the entire year last year and still kind of finding his game a little bit. So um, yeah, they, this is an opportunity for them to spread out the wealth a little bit more uh, between three, uh, between three lines. And that's even with uh, playing McDavid and dry settle together. But uh, I think they're still kind of searching for the right combinations because um I don't think McDavid and Drysaddle being together uh, yeah, for a long-term um, uh, situation is what's best for the for the organization. Matthias Ekholm obviously played in Game One. He did get uh, he lost the step on uh, uh, Sam Lafferty, and it, it contributed to the, mm-hmm. the the winning goal. But he's a guy who's a horse out there, and he can play a lot. Do you expect he and Bouchard to play more than Nurse and and CC? Maybe not in tonight's game, but as time goes by. Um, it's an interesting question because I I still think the and I, I don't know exactly when this is going to happen, but I, I think at some point um, they want to they're going to want to get um, at home playing with Philip Roberg and and kind of reverting back excuse me to those pairs that they we talked about in, in training camp. I'm talking about uh, Bouchard with with um, Darnell Nurse and and CC and, and Kulak together. So uh, I'm not en- entirely sure. I mean. I think it will also be game dependent too. So Eklund's minutes plummeted, I think, in, in his last game uh, because they always had a lot of power plays. He saw Bouchard play, I think it was about 25 minutes. Um, so the the wealth kind of got distributed a little, uh, uh, you know, in a way that it, it normally doesn't. So in a perfect world, I think, you know, since he's arrived in Edmonton, it's come to be proven that that uh, Matthias Eklund is their best, you know, most the best def- defensive defenseman, their most reliable defenseman. So if I could see, he's certainly going to get more than, you know, 15 and a half or, or just under 16 minutes that he got on Saturday. Um, it, it, I think it'll be a lot of game and matchup driven things, but uh, certainly uh, Ekholm and, and, um, and Bouchard in the immediate future, I think we'll start to get a, a bit more ice time. Uh, Daniel, I, I loved your piece, uh, your interview with Tyson Berry. I think that Oiler fans would be, uh, the, the, their hearts would be warmed by the things he said about playing in Edmonton and in front of Edmonton fans. Yeah, I found actually the most intriguing thing to, that he said, uh, and, and it, it was out there. And just for him to say it, though, it was really intriguing to me uh, about how the trade went down. And he said that about a week before the deadline, Ken Holland said, I, I don't think I'm going to trade you, but if, if I do, it'll probably be to San Jose. And he said, yeah, if you can go get Eric Carlson, I get it. Go for it. You know, 
Uh, and then, uh, you know, obviously a few days before the, the deadline, he's, he's off to Nashville. So the trade in that sense really caught him off guard. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of speculation about um, the Sharks and, and Oilers and and, and uh, Eric Carlson last year. That's uh, certainly not going to happen now that he's in Pittsburgh, at least it would be very, very unlikely. So, uh, But it was very intriguing uh, from him. And obviously, he was the guy that came in under very interesting circumstances where they needed a new power play quarterback when all of a sudden Oscar Clefbaum's career ended. Um, and he became a very popular teammate. And I know, it, I would say, divisive, I guess, for some Oilers fans in that, you know, he ran the power play that obviously is is really run through McDavid and Dreisaitl. Uh, but he was very good at that job and, and very, very popular teammate. Um Certainly, when he was in the, you know, when he was with Nurse uh, and had to face tougher matchups, I think that was a bit more of a challenge for him. But when he was played it on the third pair with with Brett Kulak, uh, I think they formed a really nice pair. And so, um, you know, there were some people in the organization that felt that his contract was a bit inefficient at four point five million dollars when you're playing him on the third pair. Um, but a very popular teammate, uh, very good offensive defenseman. Um, and somebody that, that I know a lot of players miss, but he was the, kind of the price of um, doing business and the price of, of getting uh, Matthias Ekholm, who was kind of a better fit for this team right now. Um, but certainly he, he really liked his time at Edmonton. And, um, you know, really the relationship between he and, and Bouchard, which uh, I also noted in the piece, uh, it was very telling as well. He had a lot of Oilers at his wedding this summer, and uh, I think he, he really did enjoy his time at Edmonton. Thanks for this, Daniel. Have a good one. All right, take care. I'll talk to you soon. All right, Daniel Nugent Bowman talking about the Edmonton Oilers in Nashville. Matthias Ekholm, wildly popular. Tyson Berry saying nice things about here, and none of it really matters. Oilers have to win, score five on five, and as Daniel said, that's why they're loading up that top line, and I get it. Okay, on the way, you have l- the, the the Daniel conversation has lit up the text line at one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. So our final segment today will be filled with you talking about what you want to talk about. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, but same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. WolfGMCBuick.com. Should I say Doug and Mary? Say hello to them. Have the great cup of coffee as well. John Prine. Now, nobody should be embarrassed by loving John Prine. That's good stuff. Safety Dance. Men Without Hats. That's a great song. That's a great band, by the way. They had more than one song. Adam Boquist's names keeps coming up in rumors. Would he be paired with Broberg? Hard to say where they'd put him. They would obviously have to move somebody out. LT, you're old. Don't retire. Well, at this point, I mean, why bother? Oh, uh... Watkins went to IR, apparently. That's as per DraftKings. That's why they signed Jones in in Philadelphia. Too bad Brown will get 12 minutes tonight. Well, we don't know that. You know, the, these lines are not written in stone. Should the Oilers get a solid 2C, then they can have the nuclear option permanently. Well, that's, the, that's a great question you ask. I get what you're saying. You're saying that Nuge, better on the wing, go ahead and get another guy around O'Reilly type. Sure. But they don't have the, the do-re-mi to do that. Connor, Leon, and Kane, damn, we're a 1-9 team still. The, I don't think this is going to be a long time. And they have shown that even without McDavid and Drysaddle on the ice, they can 
get to 50% or pretty near without them. So glad you're back, Al. My two favorites to boot. I guess the day came when your doctor card didn't work, eh? LOL, Dean. Uh, your door card didn't work. You know, I don't really want to talk about that day because it was not a great day for anybody. But I also just want to say that um, I was treated very well. And I have nothing but good to say about those folks who uh, I love dearly. You know, I, I've I've passed McCord in the hallway for 100 years. And I love him. And I love Jess. And I love uh, Dave Jameson. And I love Matthew Awanek and Dusty and... Um, everybody, they're just really good people. So I'm never, you're, if you ever hear low tide said a bad word about anybody over there, just say you're wrong. And then you can ask me and I'll tell you, cause it's never going to happen. Why not put nurse and Kulak together? Both great skaters. Well, I, sure. But the, the idea is that you have three pairings and Kulak can really do good work on that third pairing. I like him there. He's very mobile. I'm sick and tired of Woodcroft shenanigans. No more changing line combinations and hiding the starting goalie. Quit acting like you're the nail and start acting like you're the hammer. There's real anger there. Um, I mean, they gave Campbell the start in game one. They're giving the Campbell the start in game three. I, I, I don't think they're hiding anybody. 750, you'd like to, but you can't. So NFL players will renegotiate contracts to make the asset more palatable, tradable. How come they don't do it in the NHL? They can't. It's the rules. You you can't do that. Once a contract is signed, it lives forever in the heart of men and beast. The NHL doesn't have that gear. They should. Brian Burke argued for it. And, you know, it's it just makes sense because the t- the, the league would be far more active in transactions and there'd be a higher level of interest. The NBA, they'll negotiate anything. They, I, I, honestly, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't. They will, the NBA will restructure. They'll give you a draft pick from 2050. They will. And what the hell use is that to anybody? No, it isn't. The GM of the team currently will never see that pick, but that's what the NBA does. Am I right or am I right about that? Oh yeah, like the NBA will trade picks. Like you'll you'll see a star player get traded for someone who's 11 years old right now and doesn't even know he's going to make the NBA. Yeah, that's how deep they trade their draft picks. But the, 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 my thing is like I, with the NFL, every, they have such a terrible CBA that everything seems to benefit the owners. And I like that the NHL, like at least it, it at least makes it, it at least makes it seem like the players have a little bit more of a leg up in this situation when you don't trade for when you don't negotiate a contract to market, make it more tradable or in the interest of the team. Yeah. I like the players having that leg up. Well, I like guaranteed contracts because yes, the I player love guaranteed signs, money. Yeah, I mean, you know, when Milan Lucic signed here, Peter Shirelli gave him that contract. It was an over-P in the heartbeat when it was signed. But both sides agreed to it. So why should, why should uh, Milan Lucic pay for the contract not working out? He showed up. Did his job. Signed on the dotted line. It wasn't a fit. The The problem the orders had is they had Patrick Maroon doing a job better, and then they couldn't afford to pay him after they signed Milan Lucic. That's, that's, that's not a management strength. That has nothing to do with Milan Lucic's contract. 
when we talk about Milan Lucic. He signed it in good faith. I want all the players to get as much money as they can. Me because too. no matter how much money these players are getting, they're billionaires sitting up there in the pre- in the luxury suites getting a lot more money off them. Damn so. straight. I agreed totally. What NHL coach do you think is the most motivating? I'd run through a wall for Rob Brindamore. Well, Rob Brindamore might be the, the, the answer for sure. LT, I don't know uh, a lot of old school country, but I'm slowly getting into it. Have you ever heard of uh, New Riders of the Purple Sage? A couple of good tunes from them I've discovered so far. Nard Dog, you bet. That's the good stuff. You want to go to, um, there's a band that populated every country band in history. They're called Poco, P-O-C-O. And from the Eagles to Lord knows who, that band had somebody in, in the group over the years that played with darn near everybody. But New Riders are good. Pure Prairie League is really good. Um, what else? Nitty Gritty Dirt Band you'd like. Uh, what else could I send you? Blue Rodeo is great. They're Canadian from Toronto, but my God, they're a great band. I just love their music so much. Another Canadian band, Prairie Oyster, you might really like. Um, One Horse Blue was a 70s, early 80s band from Edmonton that were kind of country rock that was good. Allman Brothers Band, get into the Allman Brothers Band and never, ever get out. That's my advice to you. Skinner has done nothing through preseason or regular season to earn a start. Jack deserves this one. <sighs> I don't have time to do the sample size thing, but you, you've got to let people find their way. You remember when you started your last job and maybe the first day you made a mistake. You, 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 you poured the inkwell into the money pit and people got mad at you. Well, that's what happens sometimes. Stuart Skinner did not play well in his first game and a half. It doesn't mean the season is going to look like that. Pretty easy to figure out who the starting goalie is. You've got a 50-50 shot. Sure. I like those odds. I still get it wrong, but... NHL has five too many teams. That's 100 millionaires the league's expansion has created. I don't disagree with that. I think if it was 24, it'd be a better league. But I don't mind that Nashville has a team or, you know, Anaheim has a team or, you know, smaller markets like Calgary have a team. Toronto. Toronto should have two teams. And that's the truth. If the NHL was was run like a true business, there would not be the talk of Atlanta expansion. Arizona would not have a team. And there'd be two in Toronto, maybe more. I don't like when a player doesn't live up to his contract. The team should not be handcuffed because the player fell off and can't live up to their contract. <clears throat> they're not, they're being paid based on what they delivered in the past. And when you sign a long-term contract to an older player, like the Nuge contract, you know that at the end of the contract, he will not be the player you're signing today. You've built that in. That's the cost of doing business. I don't believe in I I'm against giving any more power to owners ever ever like ever Restless Heart is great David Raven Oh I'm not reading that about Prairie Oyster my goodness 
Lucic got $6 million because he asked for it, not because that's what Pete insisted on paying him. If you can, well, What is going on here? Do we not understand how negotiation works? You can't do this. I don't do it with your job. I don't say, you know, holy cow, that's a lot. You should make less. You know, you don't own these people. They negotiate with their agents in good faith with teams who think they can deliver that or more value to them. One of my favorite quotes ever from an athlete was someone tweeted at Chandler Parsons and said, do you feel money? Do you feel bad about all the money you took from Memphis? And he tweeted back and said, no. Do you feel bad about all the money you took from your job? Yeah, exactly. Every time. It was negotiated in good faith. Maybe people don't believe good faith exists anymore. Maybe that's it. But Lucic did not fulfill his side of the contract. Yes, he did. He showed up every game. Script the first 10 starts and announce it. No arguing. Why would you do that? Why would you limit yourself? Why on earth would you limit yourself? The Mavericks. Yeah, I like the Mavericks. Um... What the hell is the name of that song? All you ever do is bring me down. Yeah, I like that. Flying burritos. Now, you're going to make me cry because I love the flying burritos so much. Graham Parsons, Chris Hillman. I love that band so much. Sin City. Oh, how they didn't become famous and the Eagles did is just a killer to me. That Sin City song or Wheels, Christine's Tune. And and the bird song that Graham Parsons wrote, Hickory Wind, might be my favorite song of all time. Might be. Little Feet, Northside Adam, that's the great stuff. Lowell George, I'll Be Your Dixie Chicken. Love that band. This is the music that I'm mentioning here, like the names of artists, Little Feet. You could, you could, you could listen all day and then all day tomorrow to their music and, and love every, every note that they played. They were so far ahead of everything. They still are. Yes, Little Feet. In fact, do me a favor. When you get home today, if you're on, you're on Spotify, right? Oh, I'm on Spotify. Okay, so I need you to type in Little Feet Willen. W-I-L-L-I-N apostrophe. Willen. W-I-L-I-N apostrophe? No, W-I-L-L-I-N apostrophe. Okay, two L's. Okay, got it. Little Feet Willen. Okay. And then then listen to the song, and then listen to it again. And if you're not a fan by the third time, then I'm not able to... To help you. This is way better homework than Miss Andrews used to give me. So I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> um, is there a chance the Otis could make a deal and bring Eberly back? I don't know what his contract is, but, and I do think that, that there's a chance that the Kraken don't make the playoffs. So at the deadline, depending upon his contract, it's 5.5. Is that correct? Yeah, 5.5, and this is his final year. So it would be way less. It's possible. You know, 
Shenandoah, two dozen roses. Low Tide, they said Oilers fans are passionate. Nobody said they were intelligent from Mark. I think they're intelligent. I think they're just trolling, you know. Make the guy give the money back. Who does that? If you love the Almond Brothers, you have to listen to Tedeschi Trucks Bands. Trucks Band, my favorite singer and favorite guitar player. I think I've heard them. I think I've heard some of their music. Did they do... Um, Did they do the John Prine song? If they did a John Prine song, I have heard them. You can't compare what an average person does gets paid to athletes. The majority of us don't have contracts that expire where we can ask for more money. Because what you do isn't as valuable. Are you going to eat that rum and butter? No, 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 no. I'm just gearing up for... uh for a couple texts to respond to when I get the uh, when I get an opening. Well, go. No, not this one. No, not this one. The real cause of everything that happened in the last two games is Nurse's contract. Let's be real. <sighs> Raul Melo has the voice of an angel. Krugabing has a great new band with old vibes. I don't know how to pronounce that. Sounds like my Australian ancestors. <laughs> I like the show, but I don't think he showed up half of the games or else the fans would have disliked him so much. Sorry. Well, you don't have to be sorry. Sorry doesn't mean sorry when you say it like that. Sorry means you're wrong. Just say you're wrong. I'm okay. I'm an old guy. I've heard it all. Great call, Al, Northside Adam. Don't even know what it's about. Waiting for Columbus is a great live album. Yes, I agree. Let's bring back Eberly. Another old player past his prime. That's all we need. Athletes and owners is relatable to everyone. We all make a dime when the boss makes a dollar. Yeah, I don't disagree. And I know there's risk, but in in a sport like hockey and a league like the NHL, in all honesty, uh, um, you're you're you are making so much money. Like the, one of the reasons they're talking about expansion is so the owners can get another round of five million free money each of them. What would you do with five million free money? Um, I would go see as many countries on earth as I could. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Now, would you, would you, when you got there, would you lay on a beach or would you go discover the country? No, 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 no. I would go explore the country. My goal is, and I'll never achieve this. I'm fully aware of that, but I want to see every country on earth. And I know it won't happen. How many have you seen so far? Um, three. Okay. Including Canada. So I've only been to two. No, but but that's, you're a young man. You, you, you've. Uh, you've just started. Yeah, I looked. I looked up how much it would cost to see every country on Earth, and I, I forget. I think it was like to to do it well and to live comfort or visit comfortably. I think it would be about seven hundred thousand dollars was the okay. price. I I've seen. I've been in uh, Canada, America, Mexico, all of the little Caribbean islands, um, but I haven't been to Europe, and I haven't been to Australia or New Zealand. Yeah. I don't think I'm allowed in any of those places. Yeah, you're what, probably on a ban list. Somewhere. Sure, you bet. What's coming up on Jason's show? Do you have that handy for us? Yeah, I can uh, get that pulled up. Jason, great show as always. Brian Diardo is going to be on at two twenty. Sean Brown in studio, co-hosting on at three. Dave McCarthy, Sirius XM at three twenty. Willie Donich, I believe, is his name. I apologize if the pronunciation isn't there. Nashville Preds play-by-play guy is going to be on at four. Jason Strudwick, show staple, show legend, on at four twenty for the uh, Strudzon segment. Spec at five and Derek Van Deest at five twenty. 
It's a great show. I know you know that, but stay tuned because it's going to be a, a really good preview of uh, tonight's game as well. Uh, thanks for tuning into the Lowdown. Please enjoy your day.